podcasters assemble. Yeah, that's a good bit. We're not going to beat it. <laughs> Everyone's rolling their eyes. It's perfect. It, it's wonderful. That's that's the exact tone we like to start with. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet. So we're either going to start with a groan-inducing, obvious joke that we could not make, or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holm. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, the movie is 2012's The Avengers, made by some guy. Who can tell? This week, however, the guests from left to right across your podcast aisle, we got Will. Hello. Greg. Hey. Robbie. Hey. And an unprecedented fourth guest, we got Jordan. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to try something fun today, and that is both Greg and Robbie are just on the one mic over there, and we're going to see how it goes. It's a little romantic. <laughs> it's actually really cute. It's pretty hot. We, we dimmed the lights in the back, and we're on the love seats. Yeah, they are literally sitting on a love seat together. <laughs> Um, so apologies for the audio issues in advance, because it's just what it is. He thinks I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> I would put the blame on Ben as sole editor of the podcast. Yeah, he decided yeah. to buy longer wires instead of just another mic. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It has four inputs. Oh. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> and like, I'm not, I'm not buying a bigger one. Anyway... Um, before we get into talking about the Avengers, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have all been watching recently. Uh, Will, you haven't been on for a while. Oh, no, I have not. So it's been a little while. So what have you seen? I I know one thing in particular. I was going to say, I literally just saw the new Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. And I'm sure we'll either get to that or another Marvel movie along the way. But it was fantastic. So, so as we're recording, it came out yesterday. But as you're hearing this, it came out probably a week and a half ago. So I venture to say that I will have seen it by the time this episode's out, but not yet. So what's your will rating out of like 10? Ooh, I, I'd say it's like, a, say, eight flying fucks. Out of 10 or out of eight? Ooh, probably out of 10. Out of 10? It was definitely in the top half. So it was probably like a, a seven for everyone else. It was probably like a seven or a six and a half for other people. Okay. I, I don't know. I really like Marvel movies and Marvel fanboy, so it's just what I do. It's just what I do. Just finished Moon Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually fucking watched one of the Marvel TV series, so yeah. I finished Moon Knight, and I watched The Evil Dead this week. So, yeah. Yeah, I think now I have to watch the second one and Army of Darkness. Yeah. I thought I had seen the second one, but I think I mm, maybe haven't, and it just there's too much stuff that's like, well known about it that I'm like yes and if you've seen the first one I had seen the first one before it's it's a lot of the same beats the first 10 minutes of it is literally the first 10 minutes of the second one is literally the first one again just in a streamlined fashion yeah so I, I had seen the first one before but then when I rewatched it I was like there was a bunch of stuff I thought happened in the first one that didn't and must happen in the second because I thought the second one was the the period piece and now I know that's the third one so I gotta go watch these now Yep, yep, you do. Um, so that's two Sam Raimi movies in a row that people have talked about. Robbie, are you going to keep the streak alive? or? Uh, no, but kind of. <laughs> I also watched Moon Knight, and then for some unexplainable reason, I 
binged all six Resident Evil movies. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like I've been watching a train wreck for the last 20 years, but I hadn't seen the fifth or sixth one. So now it's like I can watch it in all its glory from start to finish. And it just was a beautiful train wreck. One, one, one of the ultimate wife guy series because the director, Paul W.S. Anderson, is married to Mia Jovich, who uh, stars in all those movies. <laughs> that makes sense. There was zombie dragons in the last one. Don't know where that came from. Didn't explain it, just started the first scene with a zombie dragon and just never talked about it. It was beautiful. I, I feel like I have to go watch that now. You do. It sounds it's, fantastic. It's, it's, I haven't seen that one. It's, it's so bad. You have to watch it. I, I super appreciate her as a movie star because she's not making movies that are ever going to get, you know, awards or whatever, but she just puts in the work and like, probably is... Makes a ton of money. Was she in the Monster Hunter movie too? Was she? I believe I so. Probably. It's also kind of funny because I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother and I'm right at the part where like Robin is unemployed and then I went to go put on Avengers last night and I was like, oh, Robin wasn't unemployed. She was just working for S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jordan, you seen anything recently? Um, I was, I watched uh, Top Gun last weekend. Oh, nice. For the first time. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. So nice gearing up for the sequel to come yes, out that is why soon, right? Next yes. Month or something. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was, I think it was supposed to come out in 2019. So I'm, I'm glad it's finally coming out. Yeah. Are you though? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Top Gun's cool, man. I was going to say, I feel like very recently I saw something about Top Gun coming out and I was like, didn't this, I was like, I, I thought I saw trailers for this two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you probably did. There was, I mean, we're still in that weird period of stuff that got pushed back that, like Tom Cruise doesn't want the movie to come out until people can go see it in full force. So we'll see. No one's going to see things that aren't starring Tom Holland or our Marvel movies. So I don't know how it'll do. We'll see. Everyone's mom will be there. I guess. What What do you have against Tom Cruise? <laughs> you, you got some stuff. To I, say I don't like. really like Tom Cruise and the fact that he's making a sequel to a movie when he was like a sex icon in the eighties as like a, what almost 60 year old man. Just, it seems sad. The whole thing seems a little sad. Well, to be fair, he was like five years younger when he made it because it's been, been pushed back so long. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think uh, he's, he's a really interesting movie star that we'll do a Tom Cruise movie someday and we'll have, to talk about all the many facets and of him, but he, he seems determined to die doing stunts in a mission impossible movie. So one can only hope. <laughs> oh fuck. Big yikes. <laughs> all right. I really don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, what did I see this week? Last night, um, Noah and no one else though. All of you were invited, went to a movie with me called Memoria at the Columbus theater in Providence, so this is the movie that came out last year, but its original release plan through Neon, the um, distribution company, was that it was only going to play in one theater at a time. And uh, it did that for about six months, and now it's doing simultaneous releases around the country, but it's still only, supposedly, they say it'll only ever play in theaters. And so that might have been the only time. Last night was the first time it's played within like 50 miles of us, so... Good movie. Keep inviting me. I'll I'll come one day. Okay, cool. He's uh, lying. It, it's hard for me to come to movies you in, in suggest because every time you leave any movie, you go, that movie kicked ass. And I don't really know if they were good or not. <laughs> I you're <laughs> so rude. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you've never seen a bad one. That's not true. You're like we'll watch Marvel movies. movies. I love <laughs> my you, Marvel you, movies. You accept Ghostbusters. You clearly haven't listened to uh, the draft day episode yet. But. Oh, I did that one. Well, that you didn't see it in theaters. 
Maybe if you no, saw it in theaters not. today, you'd be like, this movie is ass. I mean, I only go to movies that I want to see, so. That's literally all of them. I think you hit up the Discord like twice a week. With I didn't. I didn't go to see like the bad guys or whatever that like wolf animated movie that just came out was. So the good, good case good, in point. Good, good restraint. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You it's came okay. up with a list of one movie, and it sounds like you want to see it anyway. It's a, It's not me. It's like a bunch of our friends that are going to these movies, and Greg's just like, nah, don't trust it. Seems like a fun night out with my friends, but they could be wrong. <laughs> That's fair. The Northman was very good. You should have came to that. You would have liked it. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I still want to see. Um, the th- no, there's a lot of movies you recommended that I like on my list. I know that's insulting to use that phrase on your list. On the list, the, the it, list you're really never gonna are, watch. Though. What is it? The list you're never gonna watch. I will. I will. I'm gonna. Watch just like it. just like all the games, I'm never gonna play. Uh, anyway, Memoria was really good. It was by a Thai filmmaker named Pitchapong Wirasitakun, and it was. Um, he goes by Joe. Greg's doing bits on the couch. He's on the bits couch. You got to look out for the bits couch tonight. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's the man's name. What do you want from me? You just call him Joe. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what that is. If you, he's made for if you and um, Tony are on first name basis, you can be first name basis with this guy. Well, Tony, Tony, Tony hops different. You know that. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was Tilda Swinton stars in it. It's all about soundscape and silence and, it was really cool. Um, it's hard to recommend because it's perhaps, depending on where you are, impossible to see. But if you can, I would recommend it. It was a cool movie. Yeah, you're gonna, you have to set a mileage for the fans. Like, if it's within like seventy-five miles, fifty miles, where, where's the limit for this one? You think? I think it depends. Like, so often happens with me on your own personal travel anxiety. <laughs> so, like when I was playing in Boston, I was like, Mm-mm. but now that when I was playing in Providence, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> To each their own. You can you can set your own uh, barometer. All right, time to assemble. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right, good pod. No, let's. I'm I'm so, so fucking ready to assemble. I'm gonna be honest. I was like so. I think we've got like three good minutes out of the first fifteen so far that it's we've recorded. Awesome. <clears throat> so as always, we're gonna start with a one minute summary of the Avengers. Will this is uh, you don't care about these movies that much, so I figured you'd, you're the best. Oh yeah, of course not. I'm not wearing a Marvel shirt or anything. <laughs> So Loki of Asgard invades the S.H.I.E.L.D. compound to steal the Tesseract, which is one of the Infinity Stones, leaving... Spoilers! <laughs> leaving S.H.I.E.L.D. in complete disarray, Nick Fury must assemble Earth's mightiest heroes to stop him from invading uh, New York with the Chitari, leading way for Thanos. Okay, you did it in like 30-ish seconds, I think I less. Know. As we're recording, we're two days from the 10-year anniversary. This movie comes out on May 4th, 2012. Robbie's birthday. Still your birthday, May 4th? Only in 2012. Uh, It changes every year. Gotcha. Uh, So I was in college. I didn't see this movie when it came out. You didn't see this movie when it came out? I saw this movie, I think, in 2014. Oh, my God. You get off this podcast. This is for Marvel fans and Jordan only. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Yeah, so me and Ray... We're super hyped for this movie. We were like fucking talking about this movie at for months. The week prior to this thing coming out, we went and rewatched all four of the other Phase One films, and then we saw this movie at like the midnight release 
she was still working at the movie theater, so they had like a private screening just for the employees like an hour early or something like that. I don't think they were doing 10 o'clock screenings yet. I think it was just midnight ones. Yeah, it was always the late ones. Yeah, so we got like an 11 o'clock one with like a, a theater with just like maybe 20 people in it, and it was still, fu- it was so fucking awesome. Um, I think Ray says this is like one of the best theater experience movies she's ever like seen. It was just like unbelievable to fucking see this thing in theaters. I um of phase one, I only saw Iron Man in theaters when it was out. The rest I saw later. Oh man, I've seen every single one of these movies in theaters. Like 20, opening night for twenty eight. Um, sorry, twenty six for twenty eight. Oh, no. C- COVID did a number. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's that's fair. I, I don't think I actually saw Iron Man or the Hulk in theaters, but I think I saw a lot of the other ones. I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw the Avengers in theater on Will's third time seeing the Avengers in theater. It, it was so good. <laughs> and uh, Jordan, you just watched it this week. Yes, I definitely did not see it in 2012. Yeah. So this was just not your not your vibe, not your thing. Marvel in general is not my vibe, not my thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you remember this coming out? And obviously, you have friends who went to see it and just wasn't your. That seems obvious to you. No. Oh, you you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I get it. Sorry. Yeah, I do have friends that saw it. Apparently, um. we just paid her to be here. We don't I'm know. So her. Sorry. You like recoiled when I suggested you had friends you might enjoy this so movie. I was imagining myself actually at like in college, living at okay. school, and yeah. I was imagining the people who surrounded me there. Yeah. So my bad. Um, that's. I mean, that's people, fair. That's where you were. Yeah. The people who were living with me did not see this movie. I did, was not aware of it coming out. I don't recall this. Um, so no. holy shit, not aware. I was not aware. I was definitely yes. no, I right at the end of a college school year. So I, I don't really remember what, what I was doing when this happened. Yeah. Remember the day this movie was coming out, like talking to other people at college, like you can only see the managers. Oh yeah, I'm fucking seeing that like tonight. And like people talking like, I can't see it tonight. I have to go see it tomorrow. And people being like wicked hyped about this movie. You were also in an engineering program. That I feel like that's probably unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Even the girl in the engineering program, I think, might have known the, about the movie. The one girl, the the black widow of your engineering department. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. Just just from like the token girl standpoint. Yes, yes, okay. there was one. It might have been gotcha. two, if I remember correct. <laughs> Great. Um. Yeah, I. This would have been what, right at the end of junior year of college, and. Oh, yeah, I remember what I was doing. I was busy. (laughs) (laughs) I was, so I went to like a really hipstery school, so people were not that hype about this. It had not yet become the dominant form of culture. That was still a couple years away, but um, I didn't have anything necessarily against it. There just wasn't a lot of hype in my circle about going to see it, so I didn't see it at the time. Also, I I thought it looked pretty dumb. It's okay to be wrong. Wow. I'm going to be honest, even when I went to watch it tonight, I haven't seen this movie in years. It has to have been five years since I've oh, seen this movie. It oh, wow. still ha- holds up so good. And I was like a little worried. I was like, oh, is it going to hold up compared to some of these other Marvel movies? I thought it was fucking great still. Loved okay. it. I think okay. the, the <laughs> character personalities are such like peak of all the characters, how they should be. Like 
I don't know. It's just so perfect in this one. I love that they have story arcs and stuff, but I feel like in the later movies, they try to give them too much of their own, like Iron Man has PTSD now and like all of this other stuff. And it's just so nice to see like the pure, they're just meeting up. They're just both like their peak character. Yeah. I don't a know. lot of like headbutting. Yeah. Like Iron Man just being Iron Man. Like he's not talking about, we got to submit to these government regulations. He's like, fuck you. I'm Iron Man. And I'm like, that's the Iron Man I know and love. Yeah, I, I guess they really just hit that button with um, Hulk. That's really the only depressed person at this point. Yeah, but even They're him, eventually he's like, depressed. he's a good, because he's depressed because his other two movies were god awful. They really needed <laughs> to keep him in his place for this so he could really shine. And I think he did his penance and you're like, good, now Hulk smashes the crap out of Loki. I'm glad to see this happen. <laughs> uh, so one thing I'm trying to get better at is sort of setting up towards the beginning, whether or not we actually like this movie because we sometimes are guilty of just not addressing that till the end. Um, let's start. Uh, how, what do you think? Will? you don't have to give it like a rating, but just like, Oh, uh, hi, I'm Will. And this is the best movie ever. That, that's pretty spot on. Um, I think it's just like that childhood excitement of seeing all your favorite superheroes on the big screen. Mm. Will, we're not going to judge you any more than we were. You just say it's a fucking 10 out of 10. I, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. At the end, I will ask you to rate it out of five. So if you already have something in mind. All right. Uh, what do you think, Greg? We can go in a circle for this. I right fucking loved it. Yeah, like I said, I, it's been, I remember loving this movie. Came back, like, I was a little nervous. I was like, was it going to not age well? It was great. I think already Marvel's at the point, especially with this one, where they're like, we know what everybody wants. Let's just fucking, they're ready to fucking take the Avengers. Just give it to them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. It's going to be like in my top, like, I don't know. We were talking about our top five on the Captain America episode. This is probably the the f- number one of that. like Of MCU or just? Uh, of MCU. Because I feel like for Will, it's like overall. Well, I, <laughs> just for MCU. I was lumping all the end Avengers together, but this is like yeah. the peak Avengers. I, I love this one more than all of them, cool. I think. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was bearable. Um <laughs> There were some funny parts. I liked when the Hulk smashed uh, yeah. Loki. That's his name, right? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and Thor was funny, but it was bearable. Yeah, That's the, yeah. I it, it's tough for me. I, I'm I've struggled to evaluate it as like a movie anymore because it's just the template for what everything in Hollywood's tried to do for the last ten years now, and it's hard not to see it kind of um, as a really calculated product and that's not its fault but that is what it's become it has to lay the groundwork for 10 years of cultural ubiquity and it the fact that it does do that well enough um is really impressive but it's hard to consider it like a movie i had fun watching it again i i don't know if that's a like do you think that they made this movie with the intention of it going as far as they did? Okay. I think they definitely wanted that. How many happen. times do they mention a phase in this movie? Like seven? What do you mean a phase? They're talking about phase two all the time. It's very meta. They keep asking Nick Fury about phase two. Oh no. Phase two is the weapons. That's what I mean. But I'm just saying it's like very meta. I, I guess I, I didn't look at it like that at all. <laughs> I suppose so. That's the language that they use. They also wrote the movie, so I don't think it's coincidence. I I just don't know (laughs) if they could have planned, because this one was one of the first movies that, like, broke the billion 
mark, right? Like this was their big, like, holy crap, this is going to be, you know, something insane. I, I don't know. I don't know if they planned it as much as you think they planned it or if it was that success shaped what came. I don't I think they they couldn't have planned for it to be as popular as it did and to do what it did. I think you're a little more cynical than it deserves. I'm not being cynical. I'm just giving credit where it's due. This is an this is an engineered thing. So, this <laughs> I know this was the first like superhero movie to break a billion, but those other ones like had already been crushing it. With the exception of the Hulk, which I bet you, I don't know, honestly, the Hulk's box office, but I bet you it did not do bad at the box office, even though it's like everyone knows it's a piece of shit movie. But, um, but yeah, these movies were so, all. I mean, the, this comes out four years after Nick Fury pops up at the end of Iron Man and says, I want to talk about the Avengers initiative. Yeah, they're like, they laid, they're ready. Like, this, they have Thanos in the end credits. Mm-hmm. Like, they are like, they're all in. They, that's, yeah. <laughs> maybe they don't know exactly what this movie is going to make. They don't, maybe they didn't know it was going to make one and a half billion dollars, but I bet you they had a pretty solid guess of like, this is what this is going to fucking bring in. And like, we, they already knew they made it. I think you have to remember too, like, sure, this is where we're just thinking of the movie, but you have to remember, like, that's not where their only money comes from. And they're, they're already yeah. and raking it in here. Did you know so, to watch the end credits, Jordan? I did know to watch things. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, if you if you don't if you know anything about these movies, probably there's there's like a little stinger at the end there. <laughs> I only knew because of Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Still counts. <laughs> okay. I think what really helps like the whole universe is having decades of like source material. So oh, like sure. they, they could just plan it out, you know. That's what they're still doing now. It's weird. Um I don't know why when the and again, I'm I'm not trying to like cynically damn with faint praise. I think it is an incredible amount of machinery that has to be put in place for the interconnected serialized thing to work over the last, since 2008, really over the course of 28 movies. There's a lot of superhero movies before that, obviously, but no one's really trying to do that. The most is DC. Zack Snyder didn't do it well. No. Yeah. And and they, and it takes them another six, seven years after this to even get a Justice League movie out, right? To even try it. And it's just, it's nice, especially since I just watched those recently to see like, it took skill for them to be as successful as they were because DC has just as famous and good characters and they could not even come close to doing anything. I think substantially more famous characters. (laughs) Yeah, like, and just so much to work with. They have just as much lore. They have everything Marvel had. Yeah. It just horrible execution their uh animated stuff is actually really good though i know people I'll, I'll give it to like their tv sh- shows and like animated series the, the harley quinn show is really good they have just as popular of stuff as marvel but it's almost like they didn't sell off all their best characters <laughs> oh did Mar- no marvel still has a lot of their best characters so disney marvel so okay so the the production cycle is that all the characters get sold and then in 2005 these guys Iron Man specifically reverts back to Marvel. And that's the first time Marvel tries to do their own production. Um, and then they go from there. They like match up with Paramount and and they go from there. But they had already sold everything else. The only reason Iron Man reverted is because they sold it in 1990 and no one actually tried to make an Iron Man movie in those 15 years. Oh, yeah. I forgot they need X amount of movies every so many right. years. Yeah. And that's why Sony um, keeps on pumping out the Spider-Man movies. Yes, which is why. Because Sony has the rights to the Spider-Verse, so that's why a Morbius movie just came out. <laughs> Big sad. Yeah, I don't 
I don't know why they did that. I just I don't so know they why they can keep it, the rights to Morbius. Yeah, it's it's just to keep the rights to all the like heroes and villains and stuff. Shouldn't they just sell it to Marvel at this point? Doesn't Marvel have enough to buy it back? I mean, honestly, Sony. It, it, it's still Sony though. You it's, know, they still yeah. have a lot of money. By far the most successful movies on Sony's dockets. I mean, not Morbius, but <laughs> I was gonna say Morbius. That's very sad. No, but it's probably all part of it, right? The Venom movies are really successful, and then obviously. Spider-Man No Way Home is the only movie that's made like a normal blockbuster amount of money in the last four years. I can't even rent the goddamn Venom movies on Amazon Prime. I have to subscribe to Stars, or they will not show them to me. And that just makes me very angry. Like you're you're making that. it sound like porn. Like, I can't track down these Venom I, movies. I do have the Venom movie if you want it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yes, I do want it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let there be carnage, and you just they they won't let you let there be carnage. Wait, there's two though, isn't there? There's venom. Yeah, there's venom. Yeah, and there the carnage. second one. Yeah, this that's the subtitle of the second one. It was a good joke. So generally, this this is fun. I feel like there's a a whole spectrum of opinions on this movie in the room tonight. Yeah, yeah. I I like it. Will likes it. Jordan says it's okay. You think it ruined cinema? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not saying that, but you you keep saying I'm saying that. That's what I heard you say. Yeah, it's, it's implied <laughs> in your comments. I think we all get that vibe. <laughs> no, so honestly, if you really want to know, I feel like you you said a conversation like this with me one time, and it just really stuck with me because I was like, wow, this is like super true. This, I, and uh, Yeah, it is. I, I took the opinion that like this ruined cinema, but I took it from you. So I'm like, Ben must also share this opinion that yeah. this ruined cinema. It's not the movie, right? It's the fact that if you don't play the any... Marvel movie for three weeks that Disney won't let you any theaters in your chain have the next Marvel movie, right? It's this whole kind of, you know, we used to fucking break up monopolies in this country and we don't anymore and it's bullshit. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's literally dismantling the theater going experience brick by brick, right? The, the Disney engine. I also just kind of think about it. The fact that everyone's like, this is the kind of movie I have to make now. I'm not gonna yes. green light any low budget stuff when I can just pump out this. This is what I want. I want to spend like several hundred million dollars and make a billion dollars every single time. And every movie is like something over the top like this. And I feel like you were right about that. Like they just don't make, unless it's a horror movie that has like a $2 million budget, you don't see like yeah. mid budget movies anymore. And those are barely ever made by major studios anymore. It's mostly like Blumhouse and A24. I mean, I'm kind of okay with the extra 20-something movies. Yeah. And and just because just in case any hipsters are listening, I know A24 is mostly distribution, not a production company, but sometimes they produce movies, whatever. It, it just it feels like it's not Marvel's fault that they're incredibly popular with a large amount of people. I don't know how these other studios are expecting to replicate that without a similar hook do you know what i mean it's not possible because it's a zero-sum game they're literally boxing other movies out of theaters oh that's what you mean by their yeah. like requirement to play x amount yes. of and have x amount of okay mm -hmm. i see what you're saying so there's like a famous <laughs> there's a famous tarantino interview on howard stern where he's talking about when hateful eight's coming out and this isn't marvel but it was for force awakens or whatever came out at the same time whatever star wars movie that was and he had a contract with the Cinerama Dome, which is an Arclight theater, or was it's currently closed, maybe will reopen as an Arclight theater. It's this landmark theater in L.A. that he, as an L.A. guy, grew up like, that's the place. Um, and they can show movies in 70 millimeter there. They have all the equipment. And he had a contract for 
premiering the movie at the Cinerama Dome in LA. And Disney was playing the new Star Wars movie there for two weeks before that. He already had this contract. And then Disney told the Arclight that if they don't get to play the Star Wars movie as the only movie on that specific screen for the entire holiday season, then no Arclight theater in America can show any Star Wars movie ever again. So they had to break their contract with Quentin Tarantino. So that's what Disney's doing with Star Wars movies and now Marvel movies too. So that's what I'm talking about. Gross. I will give you that. Yeah, no, it's gross. It's gross. I don't like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's very anti, but it's just product, right? You get to see Captain America throw a shield at people. (laughs) So that's what I'm talking about. I'll put on like a less bleak sounding short snappy version of that into the So we should podcast. start our own separate boycott of Disney, separate like from the saying, other I boycott kind of, of Disney. Like, I wanted to talk about, like, what we liked about the movie. And, and mostly I have focus a lot. If, if we want to get into that. <laughs> we should. I was going to, like, backload the kind of, like, this is the end of culture stuff, but we got it. We got You're it. the editor. Just move it. <laughs> Just move it. I feel like I was called out on that, so uh, we, we'll do it at the beginning, I guess. Very um, informative. I had no idea. Yeah. Anyway, I still love the stage for our viewers. It does all six of them. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so this is the third of fifth movies that's about some fucking blue cube. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> right. Something like that. Captain America, Thor, and then this one about some blue cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thor is about a different blue yeah, it cube, is a different though. Blue that, cube. Oh well. It is. Sorry. Different, it looks the same, but it is though. a blue cube. It's a blue cube. It, it it's not like character development or emotion. It's blue cubes. Blue cubes. I'm blue, not actually that negative on it. I thought that'd be a funny transition. Uh, honestly, this movie, the opener for the Avengers, that could be like the end of another movie. Like mm. the first, before they show you the title card at like fucking 10 minutes, it's like this crazy action end of the world sequence that I feel like would be like the culmination for another movie. I feel I feel like there's a few movies in of the 28. Any of the ones that the Maria Hill character played by Colby Smulders from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Anytime that shows up, it's like, oh yeah, she's in these movies too. There's just so many characters that's just like some lady, and uh, I mean she's always good in them. And I always forget that she does have like a showcase at the beginning of this movie. It's sort of like the person who's in the chase right at the beginning. Is this her first Marvel movie? Yes, it's got to be right. Okay, I, I thought it was because they bring in like a. This is the first Marvel movie for a few different people. And like, yeah, because they bring in her Mark Ruffalo's. Yeah, because it was yeah. originally um, Ed Norton. Uh, Jeremy Renner technically had like a cameo in Thor. Yeah, he's in Thor. Yes. But like, but yeah, they bring in like a couple big like people just for this oh, movie yeah. as if it needs like, here, we'll toss you some more like. New people, you know what I mean? I was very happy it started off, and I was like, oh, see, it makes sense. Loki only gets Hawkeye, because if he got a real superhero, the rest mm. of this movie would be a problem. Ah, uh, because he has he has heart? Is that what he says? Yeah, he's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you have heart. And then he's like, now you're mine. <laughs> no, I, I needed a guy that uses a bow and arrow. I could have taken any of these guys that uses guns, but we got Hawkeye and his bow and arrow. <laughs> Well, he's also like a spy and stuff, right? He knows strategically how to Definitely infiltrate. And so he was actually like, if you think about it, it worked out. He's like a good, leader guy. Because he knows a lot. Of, he has a lot of info. 
Yeah, he's definitely he's one like, of like the big higher ups in Shield it's besides like, the console. When there's stuff going on in Shield, people are just talking and they just don't see that Hawkeye is like standing right behind them, and like he just picks up on a lot of stuff because everyone forgets he exists because he's not a superhero. So you're saying it starts like pretty quick. You, we kind of hit the ground running. Uh, did you know what was happening? No, and I'm realizing right now that I really probably would have liked this movie a whole lot more had I come in with any of this information. Right? I had no yeah. idea what that blue cube was. No appreciation for it. Yeah, it's hard to appreciate that blue cube. Yeah, there were two other movies about the blue cube already. And, uh, it was like the whole plot of Captain America. Yes. It, it was really like a Nazi guy has blue cube to conquer the world. Yeah, and then Loki was the bad guy of a whole nother movie already before this because he's the bad guy in Thor. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that they don't... It is always weird to me that like they're like, Loki, again, is the bad guy. And obviously he's working for another bigger bad guy, but he's not in this movie really, so... Yeah, I think they said that was one of their non-negotiables on the script for Joss Whedon was like, Loki's the bad guy, like non-negotiable. Hmm. I think they said they're like non-negotiable things for him where the heroes fight each other in the middle, big battle at the end, Loki's the bad guy, do whatever else you want. <laughs> that he, sounds he does make a very right. solid villain. I felt kind of positively towards him, I felt like, though, because wasn't he not... Oh, no, that wasn't why. <gasps> wasn't he not terrible, guy. though, in... What was the one other movie that I saw? Oh, Infinity. Yeah. He's 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 got a lot of gray area. That's Loki's yeah. whole thing. He's not supposed to be a, a super evil bad guy. He's always supposed to be one of those ones that's like. Eh. Okay, so that was my only yeah. other point of reference was that movie. And then he's like the main character of a Disney Plus show, also. Oh. That's why if you watch this one in this movie too, he for the most part like there's one scene where he fights Thor, but he mostly avoids fighting Thor because Thor's way stronger than him. But Thor won't really hurt him because he has that because it's his brother and he has that like Loki's always seems like he could be redeemed at any moment kind of thing. So and Thor knows that. Yeah, it's the constant just like he's my brother. I got to guide him to the light. That is my favorite part of. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. um, This is maybe not even for the podcast, but for Will, I guess, or if any of you guys know. Because I didn't rewatch all of them. I was just done the ones that have been on the podcast. How does the Tesseract get from Howard Stark finds it in the ocean? Is it just in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s control until now? Yeah, so it's because okay. Howard Stark was one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they've okay. always so they've had, had it had since it then. For like 60 years. Yeah, and they've just been like. So what is it about now that makes it like activate or whatever? I think it's that Thanos is now deciding I'm going to go collect the Infinity oh, okay. Stones. All right. So then so they're, they're, like, so they, that, that's why they like send uh, Loki for it. So if I, I'm going to guess, I'm gonna, after um, Stark Sr. died, it probably just sat in storage. And yep. then one of two things probably sparked them to get it out was either, oh, Captain America just was found in the ice. Like, wasn't there some shit that this was all about? Or uh, yeah. Tony Stark building the arc reactor to do the renewable power. So, okay, that makes more sense because it just seems so matter of fact so, that like, oh, this is where we study the Tesseract. And um, it's like, have in, they been doing that for 60 years? Uh, but obviously in, in Endgame, we see that I, it's basically in storage. It's in storage. But I think another thing too is they mention Thanos knows about it because they're messing with it. Yeah. So I assume they mention, Fury mentions that uh, phase one, it was canceled. So I'm assuming they had it in storage they weren't messing with it. The plan was the Avengers. Phase one gets canceled. We're not doing that. We're going on to phase two. We're using the cube instead. Okay. They start poking around with the cube, and Thanos is like, there it is. And that's why we. Okay. Yeah. I, I think what really kicks it off is that 
with uh, the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Them having the fight, they're like, oh, hey, we're completely hopelessly outgunned. We need a response. Right, that's what... And it's like, if we don't have them, the team, right. then we'll have the weapons. That's what Nick Fury tells Thor. It's like, they're doing this because of you. But yeah. Yeah, so I didn't... So that was just like... It makes sense now, but I still had to like talk it out to remember that. Yeah. So not having that context of it is difficult. In this movie, yes. it does hit the ground running right off like the rip. It's oh, yeah, like, it does There's not just stop. shit happening. Loki's in there fucking killing people. Yeah. Colby Smolders is over there. Zero chill. She's just got a, a regular gun. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill Hawkeye right now. <laughs> I'm going to fucking shoot him in the face. She the best marksman in the world. I'm going to fucking kill him right now. <laughs> to be fair, that's why she makes a really good number two. I guess so. Obviously under the influence of forces that aren't his fault. And it's, t- it's his time. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's, he's done. done. Bad, he bad luck, chance. Hawkeye. You're done. Bad luck. <laughs> and she's just going after him. Oh, and... You know, it's just it's no big deal. Just space god and the world's best marksman. I can probably shoot them both. <laughs> this this is also after uh, Loki just shrugs off um, automatic fire. Yeah, I don't think she sees that. At least no, she doesn't. I really like when Loki first shows up, and I forgot why why he says it, but he says he's burdened with glorious purpose, and I feel like I need to use that phrase <laughs> just more often in my regular life. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing: the burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> burdened with right? glorious purpose. He he talks about that a lot in the show, right? I feel I like he he show. just always assumes he has like a divine yeah like path. Yeah, and that's how it is also in the comics as well. Yeah, he, well. he always assumes he's more destined for higher things. Yeah, I uh, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're and this is my fault probably, but I feel like we're coming at it from such a weird angle. All this stuff. I think Tom Hiddleston's really good. I think so too. I uh, really like him in this. Oh, I think he's fantastic. Loki. Oh. Yeah. Um, I feel like he does a good job. I feel like I feel like he acts a lot harder than you need to in a Marvel movie where you probably already have a seven movie contract. <laughs> it's it's weird. He just has the Loki thing down, like the tone. If he's not believable as this guy who is powerful but is also kind of like a poser, I, I just feel like it's it's tough. Because he has to play like that duplicitousness, but also the sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Like he really, he's really wants this to work out. The very likable and you can villain. tell it usually doesn't work out for him. Yeah, honestly, I really like him in this. And then obviously, I think everyone is like all about Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Ruffalo is really good too. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. The best Hulk we'll ever have. I uh, really like just the way they made the Hulk in this too. I think they did. Some kind of motion capture for him because it looks no, like him. No, <laughs> What? Yeah, they, they did like the little like face. Yeah, no, it's him. He's it's just like, a really good actor. Oh, oh, okay. They're like, we should get angry and green now. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets yeah. really big. <laughs> Whatever they did when they made the Hulk, I feel like it, you can see, like, you get a lot through. Yeah. A lot more still. like yeah. human emotion. I think it's a good choice to have him be the only person who's kind of, and we already said depressed, but that's probably kind of putting it too flippantly. He is no one else has a lot of arc aside from I do things my way, and then it's like, oh, maybe I work as a team. <laughs> Whereas he's like, I'm trying to kill myself. It's like, whoa, he's on a different level. <laughs> the rest of the Avengers hadn't haven't had to deal with unintended consequences yet. All of their missions had been very cut and dry. It's the third Iron Man movie. <laughs> yeah, but he also just started becoming a hero. 
Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like he he should have had some arcs and stuff, but he still comes into this movie as an asshole, which is why Robert Downey Jr. is a great Tony Stark. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, like Tony Stark's big thing wasn't till Sokovia when like hundreds of thousands of people or whatever. But the Hulk, anytime he gets angry, there's collateral damage all over the place. Yeah. You know, so like he really has to like come face to face with like, I'm incredibly powerful. And if I'm not under control, people die. And Iron Man and the rest haven't figured that out yet. I think, and I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily true, and I don't think this is what you're trying to say, but I think it's funny to consider, you know, Iron Man doesn't really have an emotional arc until the fifth movie he stars in. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume Robbie's more saying, like, no, they I, haven't I, had, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, they haven't had superheroing go wrong for them yet. No, his his stuff is pretty linear until then. You're telling her, I was just saying it's funny. Tony Stark's a billionaire. I mean, the fact that he even gets it in five movies is like really impressive. Our, our current billionaires do way worse shit every day and they're still like yeah. shit gold. So, I mean, good for good for Tony Stark. Yeah. You know? All billionaires are net negative. Any of our billionaires we have right? would at least have 15 movies before they like, yeah. <laughs> are even in touch with reality. They'd be like the last person left and they'd be the wealthiest person in this barren wasteland. They'd be like, all right, I, I did it. I won, right? This was This was good. This was all good. That's why I, I, I did like, it. I saved the city. <laughs> I like how the Batman has uh, its billionaire superhero come from a place of obvious mental illness because that's the only way billionaires should like ever help anyone. I really loved that one because of the whole trust fund thing where they were like, yeah, your parents set up this fund and all the bad people are using it to fund crime. And I was like, oh, see, see, this is what happens with real billionaires in real mm-hmm. life. This is a nice movie. <laughs> it's a nice movie. Yeah. It takes the till not till the end of the movie where the city he's sworn to protect is under like 20 feet of water for him to be like, maybe I should be striving for something more. <laughs> Man, I gotta see this movie. Oh, the new Batman's amazing, dude. Oh yeah, it's just on HBO Max, but I know you guys don't. It was really good. I do and hot it's take, I good. guess, but like it supports Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I don't want to give spoilers. Never mind. I can't say what I was gonna say. Oh, no, oh sorry. No, Spoiler no, alert: no. You can watch it in Dolby Vision. <laughs> no, that was fine. You can. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk. I don't think we're gonna have another chance to this month. So what do we all think about Scarlett Johansson in this role? I mean, they the scene they introduce her in, she has like a, a at least a really well choreographed like fight scene, which is kind of nice. Mm. She somehow seems like more of a superhero than Hawkeye. I don't know how they pulled that off, but mm. it works. I feel like they're like, we need a woman in the a woman in the Avengers, and we need to show her ass as many times as we possibly can. They, that they might be the part that, that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What makes her a superhero? She's around. <laughs> oh, she has <laughs> she the has, same kind of superpowers that Hawkeye has, which is she's fun. a she's a really good spy, and I think she is somewhat like modified, but just through torture. She's essentially a super spy from Russia through a whole program called the Red Room. And she switches over after Hawkeye hunts her down. There's there's some implied that like they do some psychological conditioning because like her and Hawkeye have that conversation and he's like, Do you know what it's like to have somebody invade your blah 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 blah? So I'm assuming the school yeah. is like turning them into like perfect yeah. killers and stuff like that. Yeah, just she's been whole, like, like programmed essentially. Yeah, it's a whole school of just like train killers. Oh, yeah. In this movie, as far as they, where it's concerned, they've just told us that she's like, you know, good at martial arts and stuff. I think in, in Ultron, she says she's like not a, she's like some kind of monster because she can't have kids. 
I forget what the specific oh, it was, line is. It was the only thing that would change her mind about doing the job was if she had a kid. Yeah, but so then she ref- she refers to herself in some kind of way that's like pretty fucked. Oh, it, she refers herself to a monster because that's what Bruce Banner refers to himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, there are two that's... monsters that could have gotten it on, but they didn't. She's basically... There's some risk involved there, right? I mean, oh, there's a little bit. Oh. She's basically the Hulk. Hulk smash a little too hard. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> we can't... We can't I mean, she's... So I, the way the reason I bring it up is that it could have been Emily Blunt, who I love. Um, you might recognize her from Devil Wears Prada or the Quiet Place movies. Oh. It's not Meryl Streep or Anne Hathaway <laughs> or Adrian Grenier, the guy from Entourage that's like Anne Hathaway's boyfriend and Devil Wears Prada, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the other one, that's Emily Blunt. She's She stars with Tom Cruise, so you probably haven't seen it. Oh, and she sings the um, beautiful song. Edge of Tomorrow. That's no, it's James Blunt. Oh. She's married to John Krasinski. I was trying to figure out who you were so, She was Mary Poppins in the I- new Mary Poppins movie. I no think, one's giving me anything. Do you know who oh, I'm talking I know, about? I know, yeah, I know. I, I know. Okay, since cool. the beginning. As soon as you said her name. looking at me. Oh, I have no idea who Emily Blunt is. <laughs> I, I was waiting for your comment on like, what you, yeah. so I think Scarlett Johansson does fine. Emily, I think Emily, I like Emily Blunt. I like Emily Blunt than. a lot too. <laughs> I think Scarlett Johansson doesn't have a lot to work with here. I mean. I feel like her dialogue is just very Joss Whedon-y and, and the part that like just doesn't. And I know we're saying we're not going to say his name or whatever. Diversity hires, so you know you get an Asian American woman in there. Oh Jesus! <laughs> She's basically yeah. Scarlett Johansson plays a lot of Asian American characters. Does she? Really? Oh yeah, she was in oh, Ghost yeah. in the Shell. Yeah, she's in Ghost in the Shell, and someone was like, "Hey, you're a white lady. How can you play all these minority characters?" And she's like, "I'm just an actor. I could play a tree if I want to." Oh no! And then people on Twitter like post pictures of trees, and they're and they say oh. it's like. <laughs> You know, Avengers Endgame featuring Scarlett Johansson or whatever. I am Groot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Or people fine. like, she'll get nominated for something and people will be like, oh, great. An Asian got a nomination for this. Oh, no. Really yeah, it's there's a lot funny. of jokes about it. It's just there's, there's, there's a lot of jokes. Yeah. She's She has stopped. I, I feel like um, <laughs> somebody finally stopped her. <laughs> I, I feel like she does like a fine job. Like there's not much to do with the character. It's like you're a super spy and that's about it. Like as long as your choreography is pretty yeah. solid, then you're doing your job. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to diminish what she does here. Cause I think she's a great actress, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, I guess, I guess it gets better, but just, you know, it's maybe just an issue. I have just the way Joss Whedon writes women, but she's just like, she just says she's got a lot of red in her ledger over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I they didn't know. really know where they were going to go with her character for a little while and just kind of thrown her in there. Yeah. She just doesn't talk like a like a human person. But I mean, it's a superhero movie, but it's just something yeah. I get hung up on because she's a really good actress and has been a lot better in other movies. Yeah, I th- really think she just did not have a lot to work no, with. No, yeah, I agree. Sure. I don't think it's they're still fine. Her fight scenes are real cool and stuff. And I think she did the best she could with like, especially to like, even if she had good dialogue, not a lot of people are going to see the Avengers for Black Widow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like she kind of also just gets like the Hawkeye treatment. Like he is just a guy with a bow and he doesn't get a whole lot of lines. In like the later movies, he gets almost no lines at all. Yeah, he's not even in Infinity War. Yeah, no. So Yeah, he's at his house. <laughs> he's just at his house, right? Yeah, he's on house arrest. 
in an age of Ultron, I think he says like 20 lines, maybe. It's not a whole lot. Yeah. He has that good one about like, there's robots flying around. Nothing about this is normal. Yeah. And I have a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all that to say, it's a tough job to balance all of these things and still make it an action superhero movie and set up sequels and do what the characters need to be done in a short period of time. And I think it does that. I think that's impressive. What are some stuff in this movie that we like? Cause we haven't talked about any of the set pieces really. I like the ship. I like how they're like, Oh, it's a submarine. And they're like, nah, <laughs> I, I wrote in my notebook, oh, aircraft I, comma carrier. I did really like, cause the, it is uh, an aircraft and an aircraft carrier. I really like the, um, when Fury goes to assemble, like, well, they're going to assemble a team and Fury's like, bet you 10 bucks, like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll maze you, and they he hands off the money afterwards. I thought that was yeah. a nice touch. That is a nice touch. All their little, like, jokey things are all pretty good. Um, I always forget that the, the two main gifts that get pulled from this movie happen literally, like, a second apart, which is um, the shot of Tony and Bruce with him rolling his eyes, and then it cuts immediately to Steve Rogers saying, I understood that reference. And those are like the two gifts that get pulled out of this movie mostly. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I did love that. Cause it made me really think like, wow. So like the only thing these days we still reference from like the 1940s is really just the wizard of Oz. Like that's probably like the only reference that he would get. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another movie. And that's from it, the 30s. That's 30. Okay. Yeah. So But from before he went into ice. Yeah. Uh, ice. Yeah. No, I, I can't think of any other cultural icons like that. Yeah. Bucky makes a reference in a different movie about this because someone says something about the Hobbit. Oh. And he's like, I read that. Oh <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. when it, they came out. Yeah, it was the 44 for Tolkien. Yeah. Know what I like? I don't want to call it a basement, but the basement of the aircraft carrier where the Hulk ends up. Because that whole scene of him like yeah, destroying there's everything. There's a lot of chasing, service carters on that airplane. Yeah, him him destroying everything, chasing uh fucking Scarlett Johansson is really good. Yeah, Especially like the when, of the ship. That yeah, bit's cool. I really so, like all that stuff. That multi-pronged um sort of uh parallel structure to that fight scene, I like a lot. Everyone gets their own little game, and it's I think a pretty simple and elegant way to balance that there's all these characters, but they have different things that they're working on. Yeah. It's funny because you were asking about Scarlett Johansson too. And mm-hmm. I actually have a note in here of um, Black Widow's acting to get the confession out of Loki. I, like even having seen this movie, yeah. I forgot that that was a bit. Yeah. Because she acts that good so bit. well. Like she does a fantastic job with that whole acting sequence. Yeah. It, she doesn't get enough credit. It, it definitely shows like her like spy training, like how she would get information. Even I guess before we even get to that, when she's interrogating the other Russians. That one was good, but I don't feel like you get the same like. Oh, no, you definitely know what I mean? not. Like and you can see from that interaction of like, oh, yeah, she's just great at the way she gets information yeah, especially it. from yeah. the trickster god loki you know? <laughs> again this is just the way the movie is written it doesn't work it could have worked <laughs> it wasn't her fault it didn't work it right. was but stark and everyone still that's just that's being. like her biggest w in the movie and it doesn't matter <laughs> well I, I guess at the same she time immediately like, goes sideways well that's more because like it was planned like well, they, they, from the start, yeah. they're like, yeah. "Oh, she's why like, oh, I outsmarted Loki." And it's like, well, his plan still goes off pretty much without yeah. hitch. Yeah, well, but you perfectly. Can tell by his face, he was outsmarted. Even though it didn't work, he didn't expect anyone to figure that out. 
everybody else was just too thick. Everybody else was just too thick headed for it to change anything. Yeah. yeah. Cause like the whole thing was his plan was to get captured. It was yeah. like, Hey, like I'm making a big spectacle. You're going to capture me. They're going to follow me through the scepter. And that's yeah. how they find yeah. their ship. They knew, which, which gonna, they do figure out. They, they knew he yeah, wanted to be captured because yeah. they make a comment about that too. Like, yeah, oh, like he's the only one who easy. wants to be here. Yes. Um, but when she's interrogating him too is when he does like a monologue and that's when they first do the thing where they're cutting to everybody else like doing stuff on the ship while he's like monologuing. That seems really cool too. Yeah, because they're all like listening to him. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, hell hasn't broken loose yet. But that's, so that seems cool. That's Cap and Tony are trying to get an engine running again. Hulk and Black Widow are trying not to get murdered. And then Thor comes in to fight Hulk and Black Widow just kind of chills I, I will say, as soon as the ship started and getting attacked, on the other team. <laughs> they should have just dropped Loki's big container. Like, he told them that was going to happen as soon as you try to escape. Like, somebody should have just been like, hey, I'm fucking I, dropping this bitch right now. I think they were more panicked that they were falling out of the sky. I'm just saying. Um, also, that yeah. one that one part where um, Captain America and Iron Man trying to get the rotors going mm-hmm. again, that's the second time you ever see um, Steve use a weapon. He does not fire a gun in any other movies except for his own and that. And it, yeah, it looks, it's it really out of weird. place for him. Yeah, it feels weird. You're right. It does. It, it's like that's way more of like the odd. Bucky play. Yes. Yeah, he's supposed to be just kicking people to death. Yeah, he, he's a very defensive <laughs> yeah. person, hence the shield. So. It is. It is. I mean, he throws someone off of a falling aircraft, but it's the when he starts using a gun, you're like, Steve wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really <laughs> He weird. did already murder a guy before that, like oh, a few yeah. seconds earlier. <laughs> he, I think, might be the most murderous of all the Avengers. Like, he's yeah. just constantly killing people. And they we were just talking about that in the no Captain reference. America episode. Like, it's a war movie. He's just, he's just killing people. <laughs> yeah, when he slams that shield on somebody's neck, they're not getting up the next morning. <laughs> oh, no. You're throwing that at him, your sternum, there goes, it's all broken. Oh, look, he's all tuckered out. Like, no, he's dead, Steve. <laughs> I mean, we're we're jumping movies, but in The Winter Soldier, when he kicks people, they like go flying off the ship, and it's hilarious. Know what else I like too? Around that same time, right before everything goes wrong on the ship, when they're arguing, when they should have just, when they know what Loki's plan is and should be do be dealing with that, they do the scene where like the camera goes over the scepter, mm-hmm. and they're all arguing, and like you can't even hear what anyone's saying in that scene, really, because they're all that bit's always funny to me. Because it's like you can tell, even though it goes upside down and it's kind of blurry in the background, you're still just like, it's just a bunch of people bickering, and like one of them is has like a big cape on, and one of them's in like the Captain America costume, and Nick Fury's got that big trench coat on, and you're like, they're just, you know, it's about it's like people arguing over like a class project, but some of them are dressed like, you know, Norse gods. <laughs> class project. Yeah, so a class project. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically high school, right? Know what else that made this movie stink, though? <laughs> okay. Tony Stark's way shittier when he needs to run to find his suit. It, it, it's, I was thinking that. It's, <laughs> it, it sucks so bad when rewatching this movie, because in the later movies, it's, like, built into something every single time, and he just, like, has the suit on all yeah. of a sudden. He just puts it on. In this movie, every time it's something's going wrong, he's fucking trying to run. To, where did I park, where did I park it, my suit? It's really funny, because, like, I actually like yeah. that more. Like when when he yeah. first, when the movie first starts and like he's like going back to Stark Tower and he has like the cool machine that takes off it like just visually that looks so fucking cool, but like I understand why it advances after that. 
I was thinking that too, but like it, my thought was, uh, so Tony Stark eventually makes a suit that can like just cover his whole body. Like he couldn't make Hawkeye a quiver that doesn't run out of arrows because <laughs> he just runs out of arrows at the end of the movie. And it was like, oh, his one well, weakest. He's been not shooting a lot arrows. of aliens at that well, point. Just, so. so Tony Stark can make all this tag. He'd be like, hey, Hawkeye, do you want like something that just can carry a thousand arrows? <laughs> I don't know. It would make him a little less shitty. Well, I, I mean, in the same realm. I don't like, think he likes he Hawkeye. <laughs> he, he could also just make a bunch of suits for everyone. I guess Hawkeye could just have a fucking suit he could shoot bow and arrows. Yeah, from. if he if Hawkeye could fly, he'd be a lot more effective. He's yeah. got Hawk in his name. You, you can see his little quiver. It holds like 20 arrows. That means he killed like 20 dudes. When Hulk shows up, he just immediately kills 20 dudes. Um, Actually, when he shows up, he kills a giant monster. <laughs> the big worm guys. I don't know. If we're we're really jumping around now, but we can. Oh, we hundred percent we are. But the the worm guys, right? They shot out all of the the, the little people, right, to go attack. Yeah. And then when Hulk kills the one, they all stop and scream. And I was like, oh my god, I I think he just killed their mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it works in Clover. Oh, uh, so 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 I guess we'll cycle all the way back. They're all bickering. It was all Loki's plan. Put them against each other. They all go their separate ways. Yeah, I um, I f- I always forget what when I'm watching this back how quick that turnaround is. They're not really in the wilderness too long. They're like, oh, that that really didn't go well. We gotta, uh, I guess we'll go to New York right now. It's like that one middle scene where they're fighting each other ends, and there's not really any thing in between besides just like a reset of where people are geographically before they all go to New York for the final battle. Well, Coulson's death. Yeah. You need Coulson's death. Yes. Well, that's okay. So, well, apologies to Clark Gregg. I guess that is the connective tissue, but there's no, they're on the ship that they fought on and then they go from the ship to the next fight. Yeah. That's basically, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I forget that it's, you know, they're only there for a couple days, right? Oh, it, it, it's very fast. <laughs> yeah, th- this whole movie's over a weekend. I I think it's all Probably. like like I was a gonna day say less. So what what do you think of that that act the big action scene in the middle where they're all fighting each other on the ship? I'm not. A, I mean, the action <laughs> scenes are not what I'm there for. So no. no. Did Did you find something to be there for in this movie? Yeah, I mean, I do. That's the thing. I think Thor's funny. I yeah. think the people. What do you yeah, think about so. um Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark? Because yeah. I feel like he's like all the things he says, like only every other line is serious in any sense. Right. I th- I like that they're funny. I like that the characters are funny and I just wish that I knew their backstories coming into it. So I don't know anything about Iron Man. That's fair. The, the, the first one, it's like very nice in seeing how a hero becomes like themselves. There's a, a very good like arc for it. Right. I think it would help me to see the first one probably. One little fun tidbit. We'll cycle back to their argument in like the room when they like figuring things out. Yeah. When Robert Downey Jr. is offering everyone like fruit, that's like not scripted. He just hid fruit all over the set because he was hungry all the time. So when he he offers like those fruits to people, that's just him as an actor. That's a fun. He's, he's like, hey, you want one of these? It's better than working with like Jared Leto and he's hiding like pig carcasses all over the set. Yeah. <laughs> Did he this do is a that? More fun. Yeah, well, it was more like he would mail people pig carcasses. That's really messed up. It's, it's yeah. called method acting. Look it up. <laughs> he, in what no, movie did a lot he of do method. that? That was in Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. Because he'd be like, I'm the Joker. And then someone would have to be like, you're in one scene. Maybe chill it with the pig carcasses. 
Dude, that's so messed up. He, he was such a terrible joker. Where is Mark Ruffalo in his career at the point that he ends up in the Avengers? Pretty, he's not. He's good. Right? Is, is, is he this good? I thought or, it was earlier. Wait, is this pre or post Now You See Me? Pre. Ooh, this is before Now You See Me. This is before Spotlight. Ooh. Maybe it was just like, yeah. we need someone to play the Hulk, and they thought they was, he was going to do a good job. Uh, so it's post 13 going on 30. Okay. Because normally they try to scoop up actors on the cheap that they think are going to be good and yeah. sign you for a really long Cause, contract. Cause, but I wasn't sure where Mark Ruffalo was, if he was like someone they could get cheap. I, 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 I think he was on the cheap. I mean, it's, it's after Zodiac. He's awesome in Zodiac, but it's not like a... I mean, Zodiac, it wasn't that successful when it came out. So he's probably on the cheap then, and that's a good person to snag then if there's people who are oh, like... Yeah. yeah, he's a really well-thought-of actor... You know, he's a professional. People like working with him, and he's done a lot of good work, but nothing that's like a huge blockbuster. So he's yeah, probably you're not famous. Cheap. So yeah, so they get and because like, then he goes on, he does a lot of good stuff after this too. Yeah, it's like we talked about in the Iron Man episode. They only have to pay Robert Downey Jr. five hundred thousand dollars for the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, he actually made less than what? Who was the other actor? Terrence Howard made the most on that one. That was War Machine, right? Yeah, well, not he's just. Rody in that yeah, one. Rody. He I looks at they, the War Machine suit and he goes, "Next time." Yeah, he. And then gets, they didn't hire him for the next movie. Insta gets replaced. <laughs> yep. Which is fine because it, uh, it's Don Cheadle after that, right? It is. Which I think he. We, did like, a we like Don job. Cheadle. We like Don Cheadle. Honestly, Mark Ruffalo though in this one, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is the best in this one. But after him, oh, Ruffalo's fantastic. Ruffalo's Ruffalo, really. He's good. so good. And I feel like he does go on and do a bunch of really good stuff after this. But maybe I'm just oh, thinking sure. about Spotlight because I love that movie. Does the Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds straight to Netflix and it's amazing? Well, straight to Netflix it's isn't weird. a bad we, thing anymore. You, I feel like in the Captain it, America, it's not like it's straight to the sci-fi. <laughs> in the Captain America episode, and I guess I should apologize for that. We kept calling it Project Adam. No, it's the Adam Project. Okay. You just oh, said yeah. you just said it right just now, though. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we just kept calling it Project Adam. I think that was my fault. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that, but Ruff, Mark Ruffalo's in it as well, and so is my boy Ryan. So I can't Just believe can't after how Mark Ruffalo did, they were never like, we need to try a Hulk movie again. Um, yeah. No, they, they can't. Yeah, I was going to um, say, they must not. Universal be. owns the rights to Hulk, so he can never be in a Hulk movie. He can only be a supportive character. Oh, That's why he appears in the Avengers movies. He appears in Thor Ragnarok. He's always a supportive character. Why were they allowed to get him for that? Because one? he's on the Avengers team. So because he's on that team, they can add him. No, no, but why Why did he get his own dedicated movie with Ed Norton? That's that a universal Previous, movie. yeah. Oh. They're all universal. They just happen to bring in um, Robert Downey Jr. at the end of the Ed Norton Hulk for that. Universal should just let them... Um, license him for a movie they get a cut of the profits and then they can boost up well missions to their part are you are you gonna go watch a thor an author a hulk movie yes after watching after knowing that they've come out with a bunch of terrible ones yes if it's uh made by ruffalo disney yeah oh yeah i just if if it's if If it was now i i would 100 percent agree but it's the fact that universal owns them but because he's on the avengers team it's the same reason why you had um Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, but they had to kill Quicksilver because he's not an Avenger. I like that you and that's say... That's why you can't say mutant either. I really like that you say I didn't now that you'd see a Hulk movie as if after the first Iron... Like, after Iron Man and then Iron Man 2, you wouldn't have been like, yeah, sign me up, Hulk 2, 3, whatever. Just slap Marvel on that bitch. I'll go see it. <laughs> well, he, he's, he isn't established as Hulk yet. Ruffalo? 
Yeah, but oh, I, yeah, I think, know, I think it's more just I like... You would have went to see a Hulk movie pre Oh, no, I, I think I saw the original Hulk movies in theaters. Just because, you know, I, I love superhero movies. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but, but like... Before Avengers was the dominant like, cultural force. The general force, public I mean, seeing that those two movies No, I'm awful. just saying you. Yeah, no, me. I, I <laughs> yeah, don't... Two, three, four, keep throwing them. I will see terrible movies all day long. I don't think the general public would have cared because Hulk is a more popular character than the Avengers until now. Yeah. In the last 10 years, but... Well, I think it was just because, what was it? Um... Who was the Hulk for the TV show? Well, Ferrigno. Yes. Lou Ferrigno. Because I know he makes an appearance at the Ed Norton. Yeah. So, I mean, when we're kids, it's the Avengers are not in the same tier as X-Men, Hulk, Spider-Man, right? Yeah. But they were, or Fantastic Four, but that's what was cheap. So that's what reverted back to Marvel when they started doing their own productions. But that's why he doesn't have a standalone movie that's Marvel made. Uh, That makes sense. Speaking of the 25 other movies, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I kind of felt bad because I was just thinking about when you like someone starts to date someone and you have your like movies you like and you're like, you got to watch, you got to watch the Lord of the Rings. You know, I love the Lord of the Rings. You got to sit down and watch. You've never seen them. You got to watch Harry Potter. And then Will's over here, like, you know, with his girlfriend. You got to see these 27 movies. (laughs) She was invited. She did not want to come on the podcast to talk about it. Did she go with you to New Doctor Strange? Yeah, we watched that's, it. Today. That's that's a trooper. You got to see these 27 movies and then the 40 that are going to come I mean, after she, it. I mean, I've also had her watch all the TV shows. She enjoys those. She all really right. she really liked WandaVision. Yeah. Let's let's get some shawarma and wrap this shit up. So, Invasion's happening. Everyone finally showed up in front of um, Grand Central Station. Thor, uh, Thor, um, Hulk just takes out the giant worm because his secret is he's always angry, which I, I'm not a huge fan of, but you know, we'll let that slide. Um, we finally get the huge cycle around to show the whole team. Yes, we and do. that gives me goosebumps every fucking time I watch this movie. It's pretty good. So it's the shot where it does like a, a circle around everyone and like Iron Man lands and Hulk's like, Rom Hulk. Yes, I still love that. I know you said you don't like that line, the I'm always angry. I really like it. I have no fucking idea what it means. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be true because he seems to imply that he's been controlling it the whole time. Yeah, it's the implication is that he has control of the Hulk, but he clearly doesn't. Yes. Yeah, no idea what it means, but I still kind of like it. But yeah, goosebumps for you too when that happened? or I like the music that yeah, they the play. Music's cool. Yeah, so yes. Cool. I... um. One thing that I think Die Hard is is un unparalleled. Nothing, no other action movies touch that with on, in this regard, which is that I think in, it's important in action movies to have a really good sense of geometry. Like if you were watching a sport and you didn't know what the boundaries were, it wouldn't make any sense. So I think with this fight, it has really good fight geometry. There's a limited amount of blocks, and you know the ground parts are in front of Grand Central, or you're on top of Stark Tower. And that's really it. So even though it is this alien force from the sky attacking Manhattan, you're really just in these few blocks. And I I think that that's pretty successful. And they do a good job of saying, like, I'm coming up this street, I'm going to turn him back into this, and you guys are going to be there. And they're purposely creating, like, these kill boxes, for lack of a better word. 
and going out of their way to try and limit it to these few blocks. I think that all actually makes sense and hangs together pretty well. Yeah, it really shows the whole like team aspect, like working yes. together, like very good fluid. Yeah, like, teamwork. The, that scene too, like right after they've gotten together, where they show like them working as a team, where the the oneer, the one shot, the one shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a wicked good scene where it start. I think it starts with one of them, and then. They join another one, and then it switches to that person's view until they end up yep. with someone else, and it keeps going back and back, back and forth. I think it culminates with Thor and Hulk landing on the same flying thing, and then it's when Hulk like punches him yes. in the end. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's a little bit of comedy. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's one of the famous shots from this movie, right? Is when they're doing that fight, and I yes, um, we get a good scene. That's that's a cool shot. I just I love <laughs> that they had Ruffalo show up on like the little scooter thing right before that scene. Like just his entrance was just so perfect for a man you know who's gonna hulk out into this drive. He's like, put 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 put. I'm here, guys. I just I don't know something about that was so perfect. I love. Yeah, it. Ruffalo's so good in that. Yeah, like the entire time Tony's like, "Hey, where uh, where's uh, Ruffalo at? <laughs> Banner show up yet?" <laughs> Not too long into the battle, but a decent amount in. Uh, Hulk goes up and beats the hell out of Loki. It's assumed he's laying on that spot on the ground where yeah. Hulk beat him up for, for the like, rest of the movie. For a while. A lot happens. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was good to have subtitles on because they specifically mentioned, like, groaning. And I was like, oh, okay, he's, like, really taken out. <laughs> yeah, like, it just shows how powerful, like, Hulk really is. We just like whips this guy around a bunch and it's like, well, that's it. So this must be a different Avengers, but I was expecting Tony to say we have a Hulk and then beat him into the ground a bunch. But that wasn't this movie. No, he no, says no. we have a Hulk. So oh, it's, it's when it's just when Tony like 15 lands minutes earlier before he gets his new suit in. He's like, oh, I'm here to threaten you. OK, OK, OK. And he's pouring the drink. He's like, I have an army. He's like, well, we have a Hulk. I for some reason in my head, I thought those scenes were back to back. And I guess they just aren't. But, yeah. yeah, no, they have that scene. Then it's hit, uh, Loki and Thor fighting after. And then he just rolls off onto like the little speeder bike thing. Gotcha. Yeah. In my head, I just had a clip of like Hulk's coming out of nowhere and then doing the beat him into the ground thing. But that just it's Mandela effect or whatever. I don't know. And then, um, you know, this the board of directors who is just a shadowy group of people fire a nuke at Manhattan. One of the board of directors is a woman, though. I know we mentioned that before, but I was like, wow, look, they, they, we do have one woman. She's in the board of directors. Hashtag equality. We, 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 <laughs> we, we mentioned that boys. before. She's not a named character. <laughs> um, I did love that the board of directors is just this random group of people that just disappears after this movie, right? I mean, no, they, they show back up in um the second Captain America. Oh, do that? Okay. Because that's when you find out that... Yeah, like, Shield Hydra. Yeah. Basically. Oh. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> gotcha. No, it was just... I, I don't know. I feel like they're not a big part of a lot of the Marvel movies, except they, for they when they need like, those a, two parts, that's a it. plot point. They're like, and there's these people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is like the directors of S.H.I.E.L.D. I do like when they find out the nukes getting launched and Fury takes out one of the jets... And it's like the second one goes, he's like, I'm going to take out this pistol. And it's like, it's like, that's not going to work on like an F-22. First like, of all, guy, you only have one eye. All right. So that's like <laughs> accurate views of our abilities. here. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't throw, they shouldn't fire that nuke at Manhattan. And that pilot's really calm about it in a weird way, I find. Well, all right. Well, he's got the access code. I guess I'm just nuking Manhattan today. All right. They told me like, he's I guess just following I, orders. You think maybe he like has friends there. He could have texted. I feel like you have to be a special kind of person and be like, yep, you got to shoot a nuke at Manhattan. Uh, 
I mean, have we told people to evacuate yet? No, we didn't try that yet. We're going to nuke first. If I'd take a guess, he would have been one of the Hydra agents. He'd be like, nope, this is for the greater good. Fuck it. Like, launch it. They they do a good job without making it explicit, showing that bald guy a lot. He he does get a few appearances, though. Yeah. He is on the main bridge. He kind of looks shady. Yeah, he's at the main bridge. So I wrote in my notebook that what Tony does here to, like, take the hit himself and, and put the nuke up into space... And like everyone telling him it's a one-way trip and stuff, that it's it's a ripoff of the end of of Pacific Rim. But I'm glad I googled that. Pacific Rim came out after this movie, so it's not true. <laughs> Would you accept that it's a ripoff of Armageddon? Uh, sure, yeah. But I just mean they literally in Pacific Rim, someone like takes a big nuke, yeah. through a portal oh, to I, a different I, I world. Love that movie, <laughs> but they go down instead of up, <laughs> so that's the only difference. It is like the same. I don't even think about um, that. Yep. <laughs> also, after I know that you and they also think that it's a one-way trip, and it's also not. <laughs> also, after this movie, a lot of movies are now playing the the portal in the sky. God, man, if I have to watch another Portal in the Sky movie. Uh, that's the one thing I hate that transition from this movie is that a lot of movies like, well, if we have a big Portal in the Sky, like that's, Wait, that's which movies have a Portal in the Sky? Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, and we don't count that. Also Pacific Rim. It's a portal in the ocean. That's how that it's different. That is not the sky. I know a lot of things about the sky. It's, it's not the same the general idea, though. It's I know if you're looking at it, it looks it's like the sky, is. but it's not the sky. <laughs> They're both blue. I am always interested in Avengers that they have Tony call Pepper and she just doesn't answer. <laughs> and so as how bad would she have felt if she's like watching on the news like Tony Stark did it 43 or whatever he is in this movie. And then she looks at her phone and is like, oh no. <laughs> oh shit, I had it on vibrate. <laughs> he didn't even leave a voicemail though. So like <laughs> Yeah, yeah he had like, other things to do. Yeah, which yeah. which he does leave the voicemail in the third Iron Man. <laughs> Is yeah. Pepper Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. yes. Okay. It's just interesting that they like go out of their way. We're going to have Tony Collar, but you don't, they don't give you what the emotional, whatever conclusion he would have given it. I'm assuming it's because the, there's no fooling the audience into thinking Robert Downey Jr. is dying here. So well, like, oh, let's save time. Don't even bother. I mean, I think that's the idea is like, hey, like I'm going to sacrifice myself last minute. Like might as well make this call. So, but like they say that, but I don't see why he couldn't have gotten the nuke up to the portal and then just let go and not even. We'll, we'll go with it. Come back down. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing though. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good question. I always wonder the same thing. My, it's not like he was directing at that point. It was just going in a straight. I, line. I think my thought is you're holding on to it, tracking nonsense, suspension of disbelief. Like if he let go too early, it's going to curve back down. <laughs> I, I know it's not a good once it, one. But. Once it gets out of the atmosphere and through the portal, like you don't once, need to do anything, once right? It was through the portal. Any kind of military tracking system or guidance that oh, no. existed is just gone. No, I know, but but I'm saying like space. that's why he had to hold it into the portal. Yeah, but like he could have went ten feet into the portal. And then, we'll yeah. we'll so go with he's going so yeah. fast that he can't, and then his meh. I know. <laughs> I mean, he gets out. I don't know if you caught that. You seem pretty upset about it. I thought he was dead. I saw him in other movies. I was like, who is this Joker? Iron Man clone? <laughs> I think his funniest lines in this movie is once he hits the ground and they like pull his mask Talking about shawarma and stuff. Yeah, talking about He's like, woohoo, we, we, we did it. We're like, what's he say? Like, 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 who kissed me? He's like, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's take a day. Let's not come in tomorrow, guys. We're just going to take the day. <laughs> I always like hearing that oh. just because I like that 
that is a concept. So um, like, let's not come in tomorrow. <laughs> fun fact for that though, that end credit scene in the shawarma shop, uh, I think it's Captain America has his like arm to his face. It's because he was they filmed it later, and he has a beard in that because he was filming a different movie. They filmed it after the movie was premiered. Yeah, the the first screening of this movie did not have the shawarma scene. Like he, they hadn't filmed it yet. Yeah, so he already had like facial hair or whatever, so he just covered up. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why he's like this. That's fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, as I said, I only I only saw this movie like a, a year and a half or two years later, so it always had it for me. I think we've covered all of the stuff I think I wanted to with this. So we all agree, net negative, this movie existing. But uh, <laughs> uh, how many Avengers would you assemble out of five for this movie, and who would you leave out? So um, I'm I. I'm gonna give my rating, but with my like Marvel hat on. You know, I feel like with Marvel I? movies, it's important. Like, you can't go into them being like, you have to go in knowing like this is a Marvel movie. You know what you're getting. Assuming that, yeah, I'm ass- assembling four and a half Avengers. I'm gonna leave the bottom half of Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> my rating would be four and a half, but my half is like a weird hodgepodge because I want the Avengers with superpowers, Hulk, Captain America. Yes, Iron Man counts as superpowers, really, really, whatever, he counts. And then uh, the other one, Shit. Thor, the only literal god. Yeah. <laughs> and then for my half, like, uh, you know, I don't really want to take Hawkeye or Black Widow, but I'll, I'll just, I'm going to recruit Doctor Strange from another movie. And mm. he's only half there because he came through the, the dimension and then like dipped. So that's where my half comes from. Okay. It comes into the portal, but it closes. <laughs> <laughs> How many just- Avengers out of five are you assembling? <laughs> Going into this movie, uh, imagining that I know the characters, I would give it four. Okay. Avengers. <laughs> Out of five. Good. Out of five. Yeah, that's the only scale that counts here. Yeah. Great. Um, and yeah, we'll save Will for last again. So I would be on the same tip. So my my four would be uh, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. And uh, no offense, I think. Black Widow just didn't have a lot to do in this movie, and Hawkeye just isn't that good. <laughs> he's pretty bad. He's a dude in a bow and arrow with a world full of guns. Uh, yeah, but he's real good with it. What you got, Will? Um, given all the movies that exist of the twenty-eight of them, putting my Marvel cap on, I'd say a four out of five. We'll keep the four wow. main heroes. We'll leave Black Widow and Hawkeye behind. It's kind of hard to compete with a god. So the uh, the Love Seat Boys over there are at four and a half, and the other three of us are at four. Love Seat Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, that I don't think that number divides well into five, but that's okay. We'll figure out an average. Um, yeah. So that brings us to the end. Will I've been hyping up that on the last couple episodes, we have someone coming up that actually knows about this stuff. And that's why I've been excusing my general ignorance going into it. So anything that you think we've missed or anything we need 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 to address? Such as like just general <laughs> comic book knowledge or? Oh, not just, just anything that like you really feel like the people should know about the Avengers film. Honestly, I feel like if you just like superheroes and just looking for a good time it's a solid movie if you're looking for like a crazy like dedicated plot you're not really gonna find it in like any of these movies realistically mm. it's more of just like oh hey cool superheroes doing superhero stuff like well i'm having a good time is there anything in this movie 
that you feel like is specifically there directed at people who are like, this is for the people who are reading comics? Or did they take this and just like generalize everything to just hit a whole wide audience? Um, I think like the constant like infighting between all of them like really like speaks to the comics because you know you're never gonna have people that are on the same page but the fact that when the world is crumbling around them they're like hey we could actually you know come together do what we have to do save the world that's essentially what they're there for and honestly i think the biggest fan service was the playing the avengers theme song as it's cycling around all of the team in front of a grand central station Okay, well, that's going to do it for us talking about the movies, but I do have a little bit of a game at the end here. It's time once again for Avengers, Assemble. That's right. It's the game where we determine if a word I say is a Marvel character or a piece of Ikea furniture. (laughs) Here we go. Avengers, Assemble. One is Marvel, two is Ikea. Yeah, no, I heard you. (laughs) I hate this man. Uh, yeah, one Marvel, two Ikea. <clears throat> um, so I have 20, and Will, start us up. Number 14. Uh, we, have a big, we have a big D20 that we're rolling for the 20 questions I have. Number 14. <clears throat> I'll say it, try not to react too much, and then um, like I'll do like one, two, three, assemble. And you, you I'll be plug. just holding up a one or a two? Yes. Okay. Uh, number 14 is Martin. Martin. Uh, one, two, three, assemble. It's Ikea furniture. It's a black on black chair. (laughs) Did everybody get that except Will? Will's losing the Avengers game. Wow. I was like, this gotta be a Marvel. So I think I might be able to beat Will on this, but not because of my Marvel knowledge, but because of my Ikea knowledge. (laughs) All right. It's hard with like 300 characters. I'm a harder (laughs) Ikea fanboy than you are a Marvel fanboy. (laughs) You'll love to see it. Go ahead. 15. 15 is Billy. Billy. One, two, three, assemble. Oh, half and half. His name is Billy Kaplan. Actually, it's a Billy bookcase. I I know that one. Excuse me. Billy Kaplan. He is one of Scarlet Witch's sons. So I was going to say we can have a corollary that if Will can name a character that is also the IKEA furniture. He can get a point, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's on my shirt. Are you guys keeping track? There's There are literally 20 of these. So you have to keep track of your points. Oh, 11 is Angela. Angela. One, two, three, assemble. It's a Marvel character. Fuck you, Will. Just to keep track, Will's gotten everyone wrong, though he has justified his second one and gotten credit for that. I know all the IKEA furniture. I know there's no Angela. (laughs) Angela, the daughter of Odin and Frigga, who as an infant was presumably killed by angels of the Tenth Realm. Ooh, I actually didn't know that character. I don't either. I do know a lot of characters. I did cheat and take a couple like random (laughs) Thor tertiary characters. Seven. <clears throat> uh, Mortigan. This might be completely unlistenable. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three, assemble. Will gets one right. That is a Marvel character. Will and Jordan got it. That's, Greg and Robbie. Me, that's point not. number two for me. <laughs> uh, Mortigan Goth, 
was introduced in Morgan Goth Immortalis Number no. 1 in 1993. A strange-looking occultist who, in an attempt to avoid the Black Death, made a deal with Mephisto to get immortality. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I think it's like a British Marvel character. That's not Captain Britain. <laughs> uh, back to Will for rolling the... Or we can just count this one. That works too. 19! It's a number we haven't done yet. We'll count it. Uh, number 19... Doc star. Doc star. Is that Doc? One, star? two, or uh, sorry, three, two, one, assemble. Yes, it's IKEA furniture. <laughs> Doc star is a bar table. You can get it in white or black. It's 40 and a half inches tall. Eight. Modoc. Three, two, one, assemble. Yeah. He's supposed to make an appearance sometime soon. Supposedly, right. Yeah. So obviously that's a Marvel character. I think that's the easiest one listed here. Uh, Jordan has six. <laughs> then How am I last? <laughs> and then Greg and Robbie with five. You're and not Will good with at four. IQ furniture. <laughs> I'm really not good at IQ furniture. I move a lot. <laughs> six. On. <laughs> Can you spell it? O H N N. Un. <laughs> Three, two, one, assemble. Greg gets it. The only one who gets Jonathan Un, also known as the Spot. He was a scientist working for the Kingpin who created a black hole like portal. I, I actually know who this is. Which he was sucked into. When he emerged from the strange black and white dimension, he transformed into a supervillain capable of using the portal spots on his body to teleport himself or other objects. He's a really weird supervillain. He looks like he's wearing like a white morph, morph suit with a bunch of circles on him. Yep. And his last name is Un. I hate it. I was pretty confident that that was not Ikea furniture, but I had no idea who that could ever have been in Marvel. All right. Someone roll. Uh, 18 is Samara. Samara. Three, two, one, assemble. You're all wrong. Really? I hate it's this game. It's IKEA furniture. It's a drawer insert with six compartments. Six? Six compartments. Huh. To organize your drawer. Number two. Ort. Number two is Ort. O O R T. Three, two, one, assemble. Uh, Greg and Jordan get it. It's a Marvel character, Ort the Living Comet. Part of the Legion of Unliving, Ort was first seen in Avengers West Coast, Volume 2, number 61 in 1990. I love how you pronounce these. Yeah. Ort. I'm trying not to tip one way or the other with how I pronounce them. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13 is... Mimir... Mimir. Three, two, one, assemble. Based on Mimir uh, is Odin's uncle and guardian of the Well of Wisdom. I knew that one. <laughs> ten. I don't think we have ten yet. <clears throat> Balder. Balder. Three, two, one, assemble. <laughs> a marvel character it's thor's uncle uh or cousin yeah something like that 
yes, uh, a friend of Thor that is eventually revealed he is actually the son of Odin and Frigga, thus making him Thor's half-brother. Number six. Basically, okay, Jordan and Greg at eight, Robbie at seven, and Will bringing up the rear at six. I hate this game. (laughs) Five's next, Lisa Kill. Lisa Kill. Three, two, one, assemble. Yeah. Uh, That's a wall panel. 12. Uh, We can do 12. Alex. Alex. Three, two, one, assemble. That's Ikea furniture. Sorry, Greg. That's a drawer unit. I'm sure this is an Alex character. (laughs) I think it comes in multiple shapes and sizes, but it's a drawer. It does. (laughs) I have it. Do you really? I've had one before. Uh, Archon. Archon. Three, two, one, assemble. Everyone got this one. That is a Marvel character. First introduced as a powerful villain for the Avengers, Archon the Magnificent hailed from another world known as Polemicus. No idea. Yep. I've read a lot of comics, too. You number three. Number three is Ludros. Ludros. All right. Three, two, one, assemble. That's IKEA furniture. Sorry, Will. What is Ludros? Ludros is a mattress protector. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan has moved a lot. (laughs) It's not here. They have multiple mattress protectors, too, but you just know that one. That's great. That's cool. <laughs> uh, number one, Erthona. Erthona starts with a U. Three, two, one, assemble. Yes, everyone got that. It is a Marvel character, an extremely powerful sorcerer from the planet Gevultu, who temporarily replaces Doctor Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme. Fun fact, at a random point, Loki replaces Doctor Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme. Nice. A popular one. Calyx. Calyx. Three, two, one, assemble. Everyone gets it. Calyx, one of their most popular shelving units. Yeah, it's that. Or that's a knockoff of Calyx. Was that with a K? Yes, of course. If it was a C, I would have went with Marvel. Yeah. Of course it's a... That that was definitely the thing that gave it away. (laughs) By my count, we should have three left. That sound right to everybody? Yeah, that sounds about right. That means I've gotten very few wrong. <laughs> Jordan's got 14. Greg and Robbie both have 13. And Will is way in last with 11. <clears throat> Hellcow. Hellcow. Three, two, one. Assemble. That's right. Hellcow is a cow that is a vampire. <laughs> And Ikea sells this? Uh, that is a Marvel character that uh, I guess Dracula is in Marvel. He, he is. Um, desperate for blood, Dracula drained a cow of its blood, and uh, the cow rose the next day as a vampire. Yeah, it's, it's weird to think because Blade's in Marvel. Yeah, you think he'd do something about that? Fucking asshole out here turning cows into vampires. <clears throat> All right, just a few left. Everyone got that one. So still the point uh spread is the same. Dark Star. Dark Star. Three, 
two, one, assemble. Not a trick question. That is a Marvel character. She's been depicted as a mutant superheroine and a member of various super teams in, his, in her career, including X Corporation and Champions of Los Angeles. They, they make a lot of stupid team names. <laughs> so we got one left. Uh, Robbie's behind by two. Greg's behind by one. Will's behind by three. I think so. I'm at 13. Yeah. So this p- question is worth four. <laughs> no, this question is still worth one. Uh, Lanes Pilar. Lanes Pilar. Three, two, one. Assemble. Everyone gets it right. That is IKEA furniture. It's a mouse bungee. A mouse bungee? It's sort of like a little wedge that's hollow in the middle that you can thread your mouse cord over. For why? It didn't say, but I found it on the website. Um, that means Jordan wins. Jordan absolutely crushed this. Jordan game. crushed it. I think Jordan got one wrong. <laughs> Maybe two. Damn. I was good. I did, uh, This is the best I've ever done on a game, too. For your final standings, Jordan with 17, Greg with 16, Robbie 15, and Will with, I don't know, what you, seven or eight or something? Four. 14. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I guess. And I we guess did all I, know I, I did Marvel get one and... extra one. <laughs> yeah, and Will did get a bonus point. <laughs> it's Billy Kaplan. Billy, yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. So thank you guys so much for being on. We had Will. Hello. Greg. Hey. Robbie. Hey. Jordan. Hi. Um, I didn't come up with an outro bit. We've just been recording so long. Disassemble. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. I usually wait to see if someone does something funny, but no one did. All I think of was, uh, that's all, folks. (laughs) Is he allowed to say that?